0: Hello everyone and welcome back to The Deep, the best San Jose Sharks podcast for all of your Sharks news, updates, signings, trades. If you can think of it and it it involves the Sharks, it's probably on here. So this episode I'm going to be going over, well, the main focus is going to be Eric Carlson for a few reasons. It's going to be how good he's been doing, you know, analyzing that going over what he i mean honestly there's not much more he can do but i'm sure i can think of something uh trade talk in general but he's going to be the main focus because he's he's the shark's biggest trade option right now and i'm going to go over some of my players of the week so as i said first of all uh eric carlson he's on a crazy crazy season right now Uh, 30 points in 21 games He's just off the charts producing. He's only behind Connor McDavid in well, I don't know how it's gonna say when I say this, he's only behind Connor McDavid in points. He's the only defenseman in the National Hockey League in the top twenty in points. He leads the Sharks in goals, assists, and points. And he's just been playing like an absolute stud. I mean, I have even seen some people, you know, on different Instagram pages saying how this is better than Prime Carlson was back in Ottawa. And I think to some degree that is right because he's just, he's just crazy. I mean, whenever he gets the puck, I, I mean, you can see the other team's nervous that like he, the, you know, oh crap, Carlson has the puck. What you going to do with it? I mean, he could dangle around you. He could rip it past you. He could make a good pass. He could just, I mean he could do literally anything. It, he's just crazy right now. And I think the only thing I would say is just his defense. Now, to be fair, He's on for a lot of goals, but after watching them over, like most of them usually aren't his fault. Like he'll be covering his man, or he'll be doing his job, and someone else left a guy open, or they'll make a great move around him and It's like okay, well, you know what? What's he gonna do? You know, if it's you know Kucherov breaking up the wing and he makes a great move, I mean, it's it's Kucherov. Like you know what? <laughs> what what are you gonna do? Kucherov's pretty good, but a majority of the goals that he's on for especially in in the past five or six games really haven't been his fault obviously you know we all make our mistakes because we're all human but he's he's been doing better defensively and I think people look at his plus minus because it, I, actually I shouldn't say that his plus minus is good because he's on for like almost all of our goals but you know people probably look at the fact that oh Carlson's on for another one he's on for another one and I have heard my dad say that a lot so dad if you're listening I'm getting that one from you <laughs> but now as, as we both realize watching the game. Um, a lot of the goals aren't his fault and it's just, you know, it, it's just a, a lot of bad luck. Um, in, in terms of what he could be doing better besides defense, I really can't think of anything. I mean, he, it, one thing is like, I I guess you could say being more physical, but he's not particularly bigger or hefty guy, so you know that's not his that's not his play style that's not the way he does it and that's totally fine so other than that, I really have no issues with the way he's playing right now i mean if if they had Eric Carlson on their team, no one would have any issues so yeah, that's how we're gonna look at it here uh another big big thing as I said I was going to talk about is the trade. I've seen so many different places he could go. I've seen people saying he could go to Vancouver. He could go to Ottawa, he could go to Detroit, he could go to Chicago, he could go to Tampa Bay. It, it's all over the place. And I think the Sharks have to make the choice, you know? If they're halfway through the year and they find themselves in that position of, ooh, hey, we're only two points out of a out of a wild card spot, do they want to trade Eric Carlson? I mean, again, I'm not a general manager. I don't know what, what's best for the Sharks. That's, I'm not getting paid to do. But I mean, as a Sharks fan, I want to see him get to the playoffs you know, yeah, okay, if they don't trade Eric Carlson, you know, they would not get a very good draft pick or a very good prospect, but I mean, again, being a Sharks fan, I mean, I'm sure most people can agree, like, yeah, I think I'd rather, you know, see him make it to the playoffs, even if they don't go very far or do very well, it's been, what, two, three years, I can't remember, bummer, it's been more than a year. And I have to say, that's all the patience that, that I have. You know, I, w- I want to see the Sharks do good and go to the playoffs. And I think trading Carlson when he's doing this good, if he keeps doing this good, would be a bummer. But if they're, you know, 28th in the league, they're not going to make it to the playoffs, and he's still producing like this, I would say, yeah, you know what? You can go ahead and trade him because if they're not good now, the value that they're going to get back for for Carlson is is going to be crazy. I mean, I I can't think of any good prospect right now. My mind is just completely blanking. But, you know, all of a sudden, you trade Eric Carlson to Vancouver, right? And all of a sudden, they go, hey, we'll give you a, a decent d- a defensive prospect for him and a first and a second round pick for next year and the year after. That means, or or, or, or sorry, this upcoming draft and then the year after, right? So that would be saying a first round pick for the 2023 draft and the second round for the 2024 so that means we would have two first rounders assuming we don't trade ours later in the year for for this year's upcoming draft and then we would have a another second rounder for the year after that I mean that would be really really good to have kind of in the back pocket like you know you know with Eklund on the rise Borgelo on the rise hopefully um uh uh, Wise Black kind of gets going um just, or, oh my god, I almost forgot, um, um, Philip Bistet, you know, you get all those guys going, and then you have two first-rounders and second-rounder after that, plus the first-rounder in and, and the one before that, oh man, prospect pool would be crazy to watch, you know, Barracuda, they would never lose a game ever again, <laughs> but again, you also have to think, right, if they're close to a playoff spot, or, or right, you know, let's say that they're in, in the playoffs, I mean, again, I'm not in management. I would say no, keep them by all means, you know, because maybe the Sharks are one of those dark horse teams. Because I mean, they're not very far off of a playoff spot. They're not, you know, they're not right in the running right now, but I mean, they're 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 slowly picking it up, you know. Last night against Ottawa, I mean, five one, Ottawa outshot them by a little bit. That's fine, but Kakanen played great. The defense looked good. The offense was was really good, as you can tell from from the score. I mean. Again, Ottawa's not very good, unfortunately. You know, I thought they were going to be way better this year, but no, nah, I was proven wrong. And even th- the game before that against the Rangers, I mean, the Rangers out- outshot them good. I mean, they definitely outplayed them offensively, but the Sharks' defense and even their offense wasn't that bad. I mean, the Rangers are a good team. They were good last year, the good year before. They're good this year. And they only lost... 2-1, you know, one of them being an empty net, so you don't count that one. And they got a late goal in the third, and they almost scored with, like, four seconds left. Like, they they were in that game from the beginning to the end. I mean, there have, there have not been a lot of games this year that I've been like, ooh, yeah, nope, they were out of it the whole time. They didn't have a chance. I mean, they're in most of the games, like, sorry, I should say after the first two weeks, after the, the the first two weeks, they were looking rough. I mean, we all know, you know, they were getting outshot, getting outscored by, you know, three, four goals by the middle of, of the second period. But now, I mean, they picked it up defensively. They're they're blocking shots. They're putting sticks down in, in lanes and they're scoring more. And Reimer and Kakanen are, are playing great despite the losses and, and, and also losing Reimer today. And with with a lower body injury having to pull up Dell, that is that is a real bummer. But I do really like Dell. And I think Kakinen is is still a great goalie. I think Reimer's a bit better out of experience, but again, I mean the way Kaken has been playing, like he's still he, he, he's still a good number one option for any club. Just Reimer's just a little better in my opinion. But you know, I mean they look solid every game and they're always in it even if they lose they're, they're usually always right there or you know they what they lost three shootout games in a row like you know how close those games are to go to a shootout like it's it's pretty crazy um but yeah and i think now that i'm thinking about it i don't mean to ramble on here you know kind of not talking about what i said i was going to but i think the one thing that i would like to see them I- improve on is the power play because they they are a team that tends to force a lot of penalties you know you get Meyer and Hurdle out there I mean they force trips they force holds they force hookings I I mean they have so many chances on the power play that they don't capitalize on and and I don't mean chances like you know actual scoring chances like you know oh bummery missing it not not like that I mean you know they have the man advantage at least two or three times a game sometimes and they if if they don't score one they usually don't score on any of them so it's like if they could start nailing those those power plays, I mean, they would you know, they wouldn't be losing four three, they'd be winning five three. Or sorry, five five four. They wouldn't be losing two one, they'd be winning four one. You know, they would they would start, you know, getting back in the win column and just looking good. I mean, that three game win streak that they had was solid. I mean, now they're what? As of right now, they're seven, eleven, and three. Obviously not what we want, but you know it's better than two eight and one <laughs> than than they were like you know two three weeks ago. That was a rough stretch, but now they're looking like a better hockey team. Um, and again, sorry for rambling on, but I think that David Quinn. I think he's a big reason for that. I love Bugner. I think he 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 was a good coach. He he helped the Sharks develop, but Quinn is just I was like I said earlier on in like the first or second episode. I was skeptical of him. I really was. But I mean, his system. I think it's starting to connect with the team, and you know, it. It seems like when they, you know, when they're down after the first or second, and they go into the locker room. I mean, Randy and Drew or or Randy and Br- and Br- Hedekin, whoever's announcing that night, they always talk about how like you know Quinn drives into them. You're in this game. You just gotta play physical, or you just gotta get get pucks on net. I mean, against Ottawa the other night, and they only had like eight shots on goal in the first period and then they started throwing pucks to the net and they ended up forcing Talbot which was the first time that they'd done that all all year they forced Ottawa to to pull in a backup goaltender and they just looked really solid like they were throwing pucks pucks to the net getting rebounds generating good chances all of it and they took the win 5-1 but again I think Quinn is a big part of that I he's doing a really good job coaching the team, you know, getting them to work better with each other, working with their strengths, working out the weaknesses. He's a big reason for for why I I think they've been looking up for the past couple of weeks. Again, 7-11, sorry, 8-11 and 3. Not wonderful, or no, 7. I think it's 7-11 and 3. Not wonderful, but better than where they were. So with all that being said, I'm going to move on to players of the week. Uh third player of the week is going to be Matt Nieto. Um, he had like, well, as of right now, he has a four game point streak, uh, three of those being goals. He's just been playing good. I mean, he was, he, he was always fast, but he's just really been showcasing that this year. I mean, I expected it from Gregor, but they haven't put in Gregor a whole lot this year who did get his first goal of the season last night. So I was happy with that because I really liked Noah, Noah Gregor for some reason, but, um, Niano's just been looking good. He's He's throwing pucks on net, he's crashing the net, he's he's picking up some of those garbage goals, picking up the rebounds, using his speed. He he's been pulling off some moves that I'm like, whoa, I didn't I'm um, I mean, after seeing four, I'm kinda like, ooh, Nieto could probably do something with this. But for the first two or three times, I was like, I didn't think Nieto could pull off pull off that that move coming in, in into the zone. I mean, he he's been looking really confident, and that confidence is starting to show. You know, he has you know, three, four goals in the past four games. He's he he's been looking really, really good. And that's what the Sharks need, you know. You know, Meyer and Hurdle and Couture, they're supposed to be putting up big numbers. But if you can get those second, third line, fourth guys, you don't have to have them score often. But, if, but you know, I mean, having the head on a scoring figure like that, that's what you want because they're not paying him a whole lot of money, but he's doing them, or, or not doing them, giving them good results for, for what he's being paid for you know even better some might say uh second player of the week is going to be logan couture he's on a eight game point streak as of right now and again he's similar to Nieto. he's just been looking good firing on, on on all cylinders there were at least three defensive plays the other night when he you know skated hard hard on the back check dove out blocked a pass or he was in the lane or sorry in in a passing lane, you know, making sure that the centers can generate something. He's been playing super good defensively, as I just explained, and he's been playing physical. Like, way way more physical than I've ever really seen him play in the past couple of years. And I think it's helping out the defense and helping out his offensive production, too. Because you hit someone and you force them to make a play, they'll make a mistake, you pounce on it, take it down to the other end and score. So, not much more you can ask from him. But again, just just the physical side. I mean, he's forechecking hard, being physical, and then back checking hard and being physical he he's just he's just doing everything and that's what you want from a captain and I think it took him a couple of years to kind of grow into the captaincy or captaincy but he's just been I mean he just look way more comfortable and and he looks like he he wants to be a leader he wants to help the team which obviously every captain does but especially this year he it just seems like he's kind of grown into that role more and he and he's just it's similar to Nieto he has that confidence he has that that good you know, good. What do, I, what, what do I want to say? I don't. I, I don't want to say like skill set that he's bringing, but he's just, like I said, past three times now, just solid. And scoring wise, he's been taking a lot of good shots, generating uh, a good scoring chances. His his wrist shot, slap shot, has been impeccable as it always has been because I've I've always liked Couture's shot, but it's it's just been looking good. He's been making good passes. Uh, he is. He's doing better than I thought he would. I thought he was going to slow down a little bit this year, just kind of with age. I mean, he's not old by any means, but, you know, he's not 28, 29 anymore. Um, He's in his mid-30s now, so I was expecting a a bit of a slowdown, but he's only one goal behind Eric Carlson for leading the Sharks in goals. Uh, Carlson has 11 right now. Kachur has 10. So we'll see what happens tomorrow night against Seattle, see if they have a little battle for the leading goal scorer there. And, of course, uh, third, or not third, first player of the week is, you all know who it is. It's Eric Carlson, EK65. Uh, as I explained earlier, don't got to go into too much depth. Just crazy, crazy stats right now. I mean, he's just, when whenever he, he brings the puck out of the zone or brings it into the zone, like, I get excited. I'm like, ooh they're going to score, like, I'm like, oh my, oh my god, they, they have a chance, you know, like, and, and it's, (laughs) I, I, I wish I could say that I had that feeling for every player, and I don't, but especially with Carlson, I'm just like, oh my god, what, what is he going to do now, like, you know, so, he's just, he does have an, an assistant captaincy, and again, he didn't have to grow into a captain role, he'd had it before at Ottawa, he'd had it for a couple years with San Jose now, but he's just like, again, similar to Couture, he's just been really growing into his, you know, captaincy role, in his big, big defenseman role, like, he's just firing on all cylinders, Um, now that I think about it, honorable mentions are going to be James Reimer and Timo Meyer. Reimer, you know, standing on his head every game as, as usual, I mean, I just, I, I, I love James Reimer, he's just He's always positive no matter how. Now, he was a part of the 2016 run. He was, in, he was a very important part of that. Him and, him and Jones played great. But I think, you know, him stepping into that number one goalie role again, coming back to San Jose. Last year was rough because you know, they were really terrible last year and they're not much better this year. But he just always has that, like, you know, positive energy you know, not only does he get the team going by, you know, letting them know, like, you know, hey, you know, let's go, let's go get a goal here. And he's a goalie. And and he's the one saying that it's also like, you know, he, he gets them going by making big saves. I mean, he's been making so many cross crease saves, staying in, in front of the puck. I mean, teams really only score on him when he has no chance. Like if they make a beautiful move when he's down and out, or they shoot it from the point and it gets tipped. Like there's very few, if not any goaltenders that can actually make good saves on, on those types of chances. So, he's just, I I mean, he's he's the biggest reason why the Sharks do win a lot of their games. Like, obviously, you know, when he's not playing, he's not a big reason. But, I mean, I think, I want to say that that was Kakanen's first win last night against Ottawa. And Reimer has all the other ones. And the Sharks really haven't been helping out Kakanen too much in front of the net. So, you can't blame those on him. But with Reimer, he just never seems to, like, get, get you know, down in the dumps. Or, you know, he'll get scored on a couple times. And, you know, you kind of see him, odd. Ah, you know, give up, or the effort's not there, like, he's always putting in full effort, and it, and it's, like, it's starting to help turn the, the Sharks around, again, the injury is a bummer, I don't know what it is, as of right now, I, I hope it's nothing serious, I hope he's back in the next week or so, and, you know, that'd be very long, hopefully he's back, you know, in, um, against, or on Friday against LA, but, you know, you never know with injuries, and the other honorable mention, honorable mention being Timo Meyer um just again looking good he's on a good point streak it he has a slow start to the year, which is fine, but now he's been producing he's been he has at least one goal or one assist in the past six or seven games um and when he does score, it usually comes in like you know packets of points, I should say, so you know he'll he'll have a goal and an assist or two goals or or he'll have two assists like he's just he's been he 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 he's been looking solid. I think at the at the start of the year he was a little, a little selfish. I think he thought he had to, had to do it himself, and but it looked like you know once you realize that Carlson was going, Couture was going, Hurdle was going, even Cunning had a bit of a point streak there. Um, Nieto obviously having his point streak. I I think he realized that he didn't have to take on the whole, whole other team by himself, and he's been pro- um producing more because of it. And hopefully he keeps it going for a long time. He's also been looking good defensively. He's he's been back checking hard, similar to Couture. You know, playing playing the um, body well. He's always covering for Carlson or Magna or Frara whenever they they rush in, and he's out there. Of course, you know, then if you're not out there, then, then you can't cover for him. But he's just been looking, you know, again good all around. The only reason I wouldn't give him, you know, or or, or put him in the top three players of the week is because he's, I mean. Couture, Carlson, and Nieto just have been playing so good. Especially Nieto. I'm I'm really happy with what he's been doing this year. So yeah. Uh I think that's gonna end it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Uh as always, as I end it, be sure to follow the Instagram account at SJ Sharks Coverage. Uh on on there I post scores, signings, recalls, trades, updates, and I've um, just now been been doing coverage of the San Jose Barracuda so you get all of your Sharks news now the whole organization and you're going to end it as by always saying go, go Sharks